We're here with Allie Hanlon of Peach Kelly Pop and the White Wires. How you doing, Allie? I'm good. That's cool you uh, included the White Wires in there. <laughs> yeah, I figured, you know, I was just like going back, looking back at like the shows that we saw you at and everything. And we first saw you in White Wires. So I figured, I'd, Are you? you know. What? I didn't know that. That's so cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, okay. I had no idea you guys knew about the White Wires, let alone you had seen them. That's like, that goes back pretty far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> I think, it when was it? 2011. Yeah. Yeah. 2011. I remember I drew, yeah. the, I drew the White Wires. Do you remember that picture? You drew the white wires? I don't Yeah, remember, I think you used I... you used it for like a little bit as like your Twitter profile picture or something. Yeah. It was a very amateur drawing, but it, That's it... the best time. That's so cool. Maybe you can find it and show me again. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I gotta dig it up. Um, wow, so you saw us in two thousand eleven. Um it was probably like one of the only little tours that we ever did. So kind of a rare show. Yeah, I remember the date actually. It was it was April 29th, 2011. Oh my God, that's <laughs> yeah. Um, was, do you, yeah. Do you remember the venue or anything like that? Yeah, so it's kind of funny because it was like a house, right? And um we had only gone to a couple of those kind of like house shows and stuff like that. But yeah. We didn't really, weren't really like familiar too much with that or we weren't really that all that familiar with the local scene yeah. and everything in in uh, Boston. Yeah. And so it was really funny that like, we, I think we might have gotten the address from you. I'm not, I'm not sure. But um, oh. anyway, I remember that we were just running around like looking for a spot <laughs> and it was like, we couldn't find it. And we were like, about ready to give up and then we just saw some like kids like in like I don't know, leather jackets or something like smoking cigarettes yeah. and we're like is there a show around here and they're like they like showed us to it and yeah <laughs> isn't that how it often goes like it's like yeah. the house hard to find and then you know you're like yeah. I don't know if they're the right area like I feel kind of weird just like looking around at people's houses and then you totally see people that, you know, like, they're probably the kind of person that would go to this show, and that's how you find it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, even when I'm touring, that's usually, like, how we find where we're supposed to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Um, wow, that is so cool. I feel like especially having been in quarantine it's so easy to I mean that already sounds fun but I'm like oh my god I wish we could do that now so yeah yeah absolutely yeah that's awesome no, um, I, remember, I remember about that show that yeah you also you had your records I believe the first album the first Peach Kelly pop like a lot of the albums I think you had them shipped to the house in Boston does that ring a bell? Oh, that does ring a bell. And that sounds like something that would happen, especially like, I don't think I'd moved to the States yet. So I was probably like, oh, it's so much cheaper to ship them to the States instead of across the border. So mm -hmm. that totally makes sense. Yeah. 
Um, okay. Wow. It was, I'd probably be able to look back and figure out like what the tour was and what was going on around then. But, um, that sounds really fun. A house show in 2011 in the spring in Boston. That mm -hmm. sounds yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I remember you had like, I think announced the peach, the first peach Kelly pop tour, but the, at the time there was like the first, there was no Boston shows and it was, it was like a month later and um, yeah. we were like, Oh shit or whatever. But then you emailed this back a few weeks ago and the first, uh, the first, I believe the first U S show yeah. pop and the first night of that tour was also at a, a different house show, um, a different house in Boston. Yeah. And it was like a month later. Yeah. I remember that. I think it was maybe someone reached out to me and they said like, Hey, do you want to add a Boston show before? And I do. I, I remember it. I think it was maybe a basement show and I, it was like a big deal because I was like, this is my first ever show across the border, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah. The first show I ever played in the U S was in Boston. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Not to get too Nardwar on you, but that was May 26, 2011 at the <laughs> album house. Oh my god, it was like less than a month later, you're right. I still have the set list actually, like uh, somewhere in my, in my room somewhere, but because yeah, I, I used to, I, I don't do it as much, but I used to always like ask for bands for their set list and stuff like that, but like yeah. now I have like hundreds, maybe like a thousand of them, and it's just like, all right, yeah. I, I'm going to be a little bit more picky, but oh, yeah. like but first peach kelly pop us show that's that's gonna yeah. be worth like thousands or something right no, no but that's that, that's at least special to me too that's really cool um yeah yeah i feel like a, a set list is a great thing to take home from a show like you know you can buy a shirt and that's really cool and of course buying records is awesome but the set list is pretty special you know yeah. mm -hmm. like yeah, I mean, I don't even remember what songs I was playing back then, but I think we only played like I think we played like less than ten songs, which is so crazy. Yeah. Like I would, not, I feel like the venues I play at would be like, "What are you doing? Like you're not done." <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But back then it was more normal. But um, yeah. Anyways, that's so cool. You guys were at the White Wire show, and then a month later, the PKP show. Uh -huh. Yeah, totally. It was, um, yeah, it was a, it was a great time. It was also like an introduction to it for us to like local Boston shows and like, and like underground shows. And yeah. So, yeah. It was, yeah. That was monumental. Good. Cause yeah, I think absolutely. one of the bands that opened for you ended up being one of our favorites from around Boston. And that was literally our first time really experiencing Whoa. like an opening local band that would sort of play the yeah. basement circuit you know what i mean yeah oh do you remember which band it was mm -hmm. sarah lee yeah. uh yep sarah lee yeah oh sarah lee i think i remember thinking they were really good and i was yeah. like yeah just so impressed yes. by them i think they did songs and they were really good at their instruments and yeah, it was good. Cause did you keep like, a tour like a a blog at that time? Is that do I remember that correctly? Like a yeah tour thing on some... yeah yeah like some kind of blog spot I think I used to have and 
you know, it's, it's kind of the same thing as collecting set lists. Like I did all that at first. I was like, I'm going to like take photos of everything and, <laughs> you know, a blog post. Um, yeah. And then like, I slowly started to not do that kind of stuff, but, but it's so, it's so fun to read that kind of thing. It, yes. It's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be curious to go back and look at the blog. I'm sure I would be like, this is the best thing ever. I'm, <laughs> you know, like, it's so cool. I played a basement to like 19 people or less. <laughs> and like, it was the best and I had the best time, you know, just like so stoked. <laughs> yeah, no, it's absolutely, it gets like tough <laughs> after a while to like, you know, keep getting as excited even yeah. just like as like a fan of things sometimes like we used to always write about every single show and then we just get like burnt out because it's like I, all right I've seen like yeah. this band in our town like a hundred times now and, well, <laughs> and like, you know what I feel like like I was like that too when I first started going to shows and playing shows I was like the most stoked and I was like I can't miss any show and yeah. now there's other kids doing it you know like we mm -hmm. all have our time and then we've we grow up a little and there's like people that it's like fresh and new and exciting for them. And, and those people are really important. Um, you know, like it's, I feel like the best music scenes have kids like that, that are just like so excited and enthusiastic and supportive, you know? Um, so yeah, it's really cool that you guys did that. And, um, yeah, I'm sure it made the Boston scene, like, a memorable stop for a touring artist. And, um, yeah, and just made it, like, fun and cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And, yeah, I mean, and, yeah, exactly. Like you said, there's, there's people, like, younger and us yeah. are still doing it. And we're, we're still doing stuff. And, you know, there's yeah. other people too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is actually, like, some uh, older there's some some like older punks that uh have just never stopped and that's like <laughs> that's like the inspiration to me of like like yeah. the ones that just have been like at it for like forever yeah. yeah it's really cool um i think i think to like when i was in ottawa and i started playing shows i was like the youngest person and everyone was everyone that i played music with or kind of went to shows was older than me and I always identified like I'm I'm the younger person, and then of course <laughs> gradually I was not the youngest person, and now I'm like, you know, most people like have families and stuff now, but um, it's so cool to see people that still you know go to smaller local shows. It's um, yeah, it's awesome. So I'm I'm probably gonna be somewhat like that, but but like uh on kind of a different topic like it does depend where you live like um i feel like boston probably has an awesome smaller like indie scene um in la i, I actually live in long beach which is like a smaller city like about 40 minutes south of, of la and it okay. has like a good yeah it has a good smaller scene but when i moved to la there's like so much good music there but I'd say in terms of like smaller tight-knit scenes there's not really anything like that or 
some people might disagree with me, but as someone that's like toured a lot in smaller cities and lived in a smaller city, it's not really the same kind of thing. And like a different vibe, like people in LA are kind of like, they exist in a, um, a, an area where like people do art, not just like for fun and cause they love it, but like as a career. So it's a little, it's a little bit less like just for the love of it. And it can be like really career minded people, which is like kudos to them if you can make money off of your career. But it's so different from what I grew up with, which is just like partying with your friends and doing it because you love music and not to make money, you know? So it's like pretty, yeah, it's super different and I'm kind of glad to be in a smaller area now where there's just like people making music and art um without any kind of goals involved they're just doing it because they love it and yeah just because that's what I grew up with so anyways I feel like Boston is awesome people just love music and there's awesome small shows like like cool basement shows I don't know I just love it but, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. I, I've never actually never been out to California, so I still want to like, yeah, go to, you know, experience that and just like go to shows there. Um, definitely uh, Boston is, uh, yeah, we definitely have like a lot of like house shows and a lot of like uh, underground stuff and different, totally. all different genres. But, um, but then you also have a lot of college kids, which can be a good and bad thing because then you do have like <laughs> you know like they're making yeah. like a lot more I don't know like yeah I don't know how to describe it but they go to music school and, and that can be good and bad you know but <laughs> oh yeah I totally get that I'm like someone that's like very un like un I guess untrained in music so I'm like simultaneously like impressed with people like that but I'm also like like very often I don't find the ideas, the original ideas of people that are so trained to be interesting, you know? So mm -hmm. I personally, yeah. And like, that's also, I'm sure there's exceptions to that, but that's just like my experience. I'm like, oh, this person that went to college for music and it like absolutely shreds on their instrument. Like, do they write anything cool? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> You know, but yeah. you know, they're way, they're way better at music than I am. So I cannot criticize. But well, yeah. I, I was going to ask you, I, I tend yeah. to dis, I disagree with that. Cause I love, yes, yeah, I love the amateur. <laughs> so I'm, I'm wondering, yeah. think, yeah. can you think back to when you were making your earliest recordings as Peach Kelly pop solo? Yeah. What that was totally. like, was it, did you have an album in mind or were you just sort of recording and then yeah. it, it came together? I'm very curious about how that initially started because, yeah. like I said, yeah, we love the amateur <laughs> stuff. I also do. And I mean, lots of the music that I listen to is amateur, like lo-fi recordings. I find them to be often really charming and kind of like part of the experience, like you can kind of express yourself in the production values of the music that you record. So to me, it's just part of it, you know? Um, but yeah, when I started Peach Pop, I 
I was playing drums in the White Wires, and part of it was that I, I like, could not get enough of music. I was like, I, I'm playing drums, and it's really fun, but I want to try writing my own music. And um, my bandmates were not able to tour as much as I wanted. I was, like, I was, like, 10 years young, or maybe about 10 years younger than, than them, and just, like, kind of psycho I was like I want to do this forever all the time you know <laughs> and yeah and so that is kind of what drove me to try writing my own songs um but I've always been like had or I've always had um like an ear for melodies um and I am not afraid to like try stuff and suck at it like I'm not really afraid of failure in yes. that way awesome. um yeah, like, especially, like, I don't know, I could barely play instruments when I recorded the first album, but what I did was, um, I talked to my friend about playing guitar, and he explained to me how to play power chords, and he was like, you know, like, almost every punk song, you just have your hand in, like, one shape, and you move it around on the fret, and it plays different, so, like, <laughs> as long as you learn yeah, like you can play almost every Misfit song or like any punk song if you just learn this one thing. And as soon as I learned that, I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I just like, I could play power chords, but they sounded pretty bad at first. So I just worked on it until they sounded like smooth and I wasn't like having like ringing out noises on the strings and stuff like that. Um, and then the bass guitar, like it's, it's so simple, you know, it's just like play the right note, but mm -hmm. I kind of had fun writing the bass lines. Like, I don't know, I guess I, I, I just went for it, you know, and I, I downloaded this program audacity on my computer. And I also used GarageBand, which was just on my computer and like the internal mic, which on my laptop, yeah. which is like so, so bad. Like, um, I oh, that's how you re drum. that's how you recorded. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I just thought it like it was so blown out and I just thought it sounded cool, but I feel like anyone that knows about recording would be like, "Oh my god, this is a monstrosity," you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. If like you look at this the I think it's like the the, the waveforms on the on the tracks on the the multi-track program that I used whichever one mm -hmm. it was it's like a solid rectangle for every single instrument or every single oh, track yeah. you know <laughs> yeah there's no sound form or waveform or whatever it's just like a block of like distorted noise so it's like I was like I didn't know that wasn't normal and I was like hey sounds cool it sounds like really loud and crazy and punk and I I don't see any problem with this you know <laughs> exactly I but, totally yeah. agree I mean I I, I started out <laughs> yeah. using Audacity myself so I know <laughs> yeah it's a great great totally. program yeah, yeah it's great it's free it has kind of everything you need if you're just doing like a basic a basic song but yeah I just like um learned about power chords got a basic multi-track program it can be whichever one you want and uh, mm -hmm. um just like i like recorded the drums and then i recorded the guitar and bass over it and then the vocals and then like 
tambourine and all that stuff after. So just like layer by layer, I put out um, like maybe two or three songs and I uploaded them to MySpace, which is what everyone used at the time. <laughs> and <laughs> You're dating yourself now. <laughs> I know, I'm old. <laughs> Um, and then I also uploaded them to this website that I was on called punkottawa.com and uh, yeah and so like people in Ottawa I was I don't know I was just like hey here's some songs that I wrote and uh, Mm -hmm. yeah and then um, I eventually got enough songs to put out an album and my friend Ian, the singer in the White Wires, he had a small label in Ottawa called Going Gaga Records. Mm. And he mostly put out bands in Ottawa. And he put out my first record. And um, yeah, it was really exciting. It was cool. Yeah, that's yeah. totally. I, I love that album uh, so much. It's, <laughs> it's funny. It's like I first heard that in, in college in like my dorm room and I just every time I hear that I just sort of like think of college <laughs> and like I kind yeah. of like can like smell like cult 45 40s <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was drinking at the time but it, but like dancing in my room or something or like a- the egg roll or something but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say but like the you mentioned about sort of like amp the amateur sound or recording um I, I kind of look at it and I think and I, we both feel this way i'm sure you probably feel this way as well it's like for me i was looking at it, it's like especially when you're talking about like rock and roll or pop stuff it's like are there good songs you know what i mean ultimately yeah. and like i almost don't care as much whether like what it sounds like and i actually if anything probably like it more when it's more of like a um a, like an amateur or like or like a rougher sounding thing or whatever and it's like do you have good songs and it's like a lot of the times these people who are like what is this or whatever or they can like play all these great like like riffs or whatever but then they can't they don't come up with good songs though (laughs) dude my my boyfriend and I all we always say that like there's a couple things like you can have the nicest guitar but if you don't like if if you can't write a song on like your absolutely like shitty squire guitar like you 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 can't write a song you know and then um yeah and then there's like also just like all of these bands with like insane production you know and it's like there there's no song like where's the hook where's like this is so forgettable and that's just you know some people like that just like mellow music that just like I guess provides an atmosphere but I really value like a a well-written song that sticks with you you know so I totally agree I don't care about the production unless it like hurts to listen to or something (laughs) but like if it's a good song it's a good song and that's it you know um yeah like all so many of my favorite songs are home recorded and they're they just sound so special and they kind of have like I don't know, like, I guess, like, maybe it's psychological, but, like, more of, like, a mood to them that makes you feel like maybe, like, you're there with the person. I don't know, but, yeah, they're just special and inspired. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel that way a little bit with, like, uh, especially a lot of older sounding records, or, like, just not older sounding, but just, like, older records. I I don't know much about production, but. um, Yeah. 
it's just yeah and and definitely like more like some of the more like home recordings that you're almost like in the room with them kind of I know it sounds like yeah. cliche, but but the, yeah. the bigger the production you you definitely lose a lot of that I I agree like lots of songs that are just so slick like I don't know why I don't know if it's just because I've been conditioned to like like lo-fi records but if it's like too slick or like it has all like the slick production tricks I'm just kind of like yeah 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 like I don't know I'm like I don't care you don't have to trick me like just just write a good song you know but (laughs) also like I don't know some people can say like oh um analog versus digital but I, I mean, I love the sound of tape and everything, and you would think that I would be, like, super pro analog, like, like, old school recording, but I've only ever recorded my stuff on a computer. I actually, like, love working with computers, and I, it's, it's free, too, you know, so, like, you don't have to buy tape, and you don't have to, like, rewind every time you want to redo something. It's just, like, so fast and efficient and cheap and so I'm actually like super pro recording in a digital way um which it's kind of feels less special but I'm like that's okay it's just it's so easy that I have to do it that way (laughs) well that's a good point too because almost when if you're if you really blow out the recordings on like a program like audacity or whatever it the fidelity of it yeah it all it you almost get like a scratch or like that's I can't I don't know what that sound is where it, you could you, you can't tell if it's really yeah. like a shitty digital recording or it could be analog but it yeah. doesn't matter because who cares <laughs> like you said it's just you did yeah. it and it's easy so yeah you know exactly. the people that are recording <laughs> nice it's like congratulations that you have a nice three thousand yeah. dollar studio time or whatever I don't even know, know. I know. Um, you know, it's funny. I think with the white wires, we recorded it digital, but then we like ran it through a tape machine. So it sounded like it, it kind of had that warmth to it. Mm-hmm. So like lots of people like acknowledge that the old school way, ha- it does have a particular s- sound, but you can really fake it like <laughs> in so many ways. So yeah, it's kind of hard like, I don't think I know any professional um, recording engineer that doesn't use, like, Pro Tools or Logic Pro or something. It's just, like, uh, it's too crazy and expensive to not use that format now. So, whatever. <laughs> totally. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. Okay, so how is Boston right now? Um, yeah, you go, I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> Is it hot there? Yeah, actually, it, it is pretty hot. <laughs> yeah. It's had a heat wave. It was like 100 today yeah. or yesterday. Oh, gosh. That's yeah. crazy. I'm okay with that, though. I, I like the heat. It, it's also, oh, yeah. it's not, yeah, it's cold here, like, yeah. long, <laughs> much of the year. So I'm You're definitely, like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. You're like, roast me. I've been <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 yeah. jealous of the the California weather for sure. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I mean, I I grew up with similar weather to you guys, and you right. know, I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it does get really hot. Like it's you know, it's been about a hundred here too, 
So, you know, AC life, <laughs> turn the AC on. Yeah. It's like, yeah, totally. So, um, what was the last show you guys saw before quarantine? Well, it's kind of funny. It's actually, uh, Glenn, Glenn got married like <gasps> a week before quarantine. Oh my gosh. Congratulations, Glenn. That's amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We cool. just barely, barely got it off. Chris was the best man. It was a great time. Yeah. It was like everyone's last hurrah. Cause after that, yeah, pretty much the next yeah. week, everything started to shut down. Yeah. Wow. Good timing. Thank goodness. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, now you can just hang out with your wife like one on one for a long time. (laughs) Yep. Like decompress. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We did see Adam Green. uh, I don't know if you know Adam Green. We saw him like the night after that. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Unfortunately, the venue he played at is now closed, though. So which which venue is that? Great Scott. Um, not too far from, yeah, not too far from, like, the house you played at in, uh, 2011, which is no longer a punk house anymore, but, like, yeah, that area, but, um, yeah, what was the last show, uh, you were at or played? Yeah, um, I went to a show, I don't know if you guys have heard of Young Gov, um, he's, like, yeah, he's a, it's, it's like the word young and then gov is spelled g-u-v and it's a guy named ben i forget his last name right now but he's like a toronto music scene guy and he he's it's funny he like he writes um really good pop songs you guys should listen to the song every flower i see by young gov it's um yeah um yeah it's this guy who was a child actor and he was an actor on a show called goosebumps i don't know if oh you guys yeah i would it's <laughs> yeah. really weird okay. i was just thinking about goosebumps like legitimately like <laughs> 10 minutes before we started recording okay i didn't know because sometimes things like that like i didn't realize that it was only in canada so i wasn't sure if it was something yeah. like that but you guys know goosebumps. okay yeah he was a child actor on goosebumps and then he also plays in that band Fucked Up that I okay. haven't really, yeah, I don't really know that band, even though, like, they're from Canada and stuff, but, um, and I think before, yeah, before that, he fronted a hardcore band called No Warning, which I've also never listened, but I think it's kind of, like, I don't know, like, a, like, hardcore music that I would not like but it's it's just funny because he's like he has this like really kind of a past that's all over the place like uh you know playing in like a pretty like a really big punk or I I don't know what fucked up is like hardcore I I have no idea but and then like yeah like he's like kind of like a tough guy singer in this hardcore band and and then young gov which is the name of his solo project is like really tender pop songs so um yeah i i got hooked with that song every flower i see and i'm a fan and uh he also like um the album he put out before the most recent one it's kind of reminds me of like prince or something so it's like really groovy i don't know kind of dancey songs it's not exactly what i like but it's good and um 
it was fun seeing his show. It was at um, a skate shop in Orange County called Program. So it's it's like a really cool little DIY show spot. And you go and it's like, there's like kind of punk shirts all over the wall and like t-shirt racks and skateboards and like the counter with all the, you know, skateboard stuff. And mm-hmm. um, it's it's like, it's a funny kind of show because it's like totally brightly lit. <laughs> so it's like fluorescent lighting. And, you know, it's kind of like awkward plain of show like that because you're like, I feel so exposed. Everyone can see me, <laughs> you know, it's not like a dark bar, but it's cool. Like, um, yeah, it's like uh, just an awesome all ages, small spot. And um, they were great. It was, yeah, it was the last show I saw, I guess, late February. And um, it was, yeah, it was good. <laughs> cool. Nice. Yeah, I didn't know that would be the last one, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you yeah, seen or heard about any? Well, I don't know what it's like out there in LA, but there just this past weekend we caught wind of a outdoor noise kind of show that was happening around Boston. Have you heard of anything like that happening out in LA or sort of like low key stuff? Yeah. Um, well, my friend Davy, she loves going to shows and she told me that she went to like a drive-in show. Um, Ooh. and uh, yeah, I guess it was really fun. I mean, I'm sure it's like a pretty different experience than what we're used to, but at this point I'll watch a show in my car, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she, she said that it was funny because instead of clapping, everyone was honking. So it's just like. <laughs> It's just like so loud, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, that sounds yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds cool, and you know, most people in LA have cars, so it's like no problem. Um, but yeah, aside from that, I have not heard anything. But yeah, we'll see. I feel like everyone would go to any kind of alternative show because we're kind of desperate right now. Yeah, I know that's that's yeah. often a question that that we have is when do you think venue sh- venue shows will return absolutely i know um i feel like oh and like it's always depressing talking about the specifics of the pandemic because it's yeah. like oh, it's not looking so good you know but i feel like just the way our country is like it's gonna be a vaccine like i don't think everyone is gonna like cooperate mask up and like you know, get it under control. We're going to need a vaccine. Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm like, uh, Hey guys, like look at all the other countries. Like it worked. Can we just do it? Yeah. (laughs) You know, absolutely. (laughs) But, um, yeah, dude, as soon as there's a vaccine, that's going to be like the happiest day. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, no, I can't wait everyone's gonna like cheer and celebrate <laughs> yeah so good like freedom <laughs> yeah but yeah, totally uh, yeah but I don't know um ha- have have you guys been able to like I don't know find 
or like do anything during this time that you would not have been able to otherwise like learn a skill or like get something done or I don't know is there any productive stuff you've been doing I just started like exercising again (laughs) for the first time in a long time and like I realized just like like I'm swimming and I and I was like oh my god my arms feel (laughs) and I've only Um, did like three laps and I'm like oh my god awesome I mean that's like that's a really good thing to start exercising again yeah yeah like I've always walked a lot but and I've been doing that a lot as well but I've started like exercising again that's awesome yeah, and then we're doing this podcast where, like, we just started doing this podcast in cool. quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a great project. That's, like, the perfect thing to do right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, awesome. Yeah, I started doing this thing during just bored during quarantine was just looking up um, a lot of the old Boston local DIY shows from 2010 till 2019 and just I'm only on 2012 right now it's going to be a big project but to sort of capture what bands were playing what touring bands came it's a pretty massive undertaking I don't even know if I'll ever finish it but (laughs) keeps keeps you busy for a while yeah I mean I feel like um it's really good for someone in a scene to do that. I'm always like, I don't know if I'm the person, but like, it's really important to archive that kind of thing. Otherwise it'll just be lost in obscurity, you know? So even if you do, you know, like a partial job, like only, you know, a few bands or a small timeline of it, that's Mm -hmm. really cool. If someone in the future can access that info or like, yeah media that's really awesome yeah it's super cool i mean i don't know like i've seen photos of like punkers in ottawa in the 80s and i'm always like oh my god that's so cool (laughs) yeah uh, i was just i was just thinking of like i think something like an archive like a punk archive is something that we might take for granted um if we have access to one you know like of the the area we live or something like that Mm -hmm. but it's like someone worked probably really hard doing that you know and it's yeah it's it's like a really special thing so that's good glenn if you're if you're working on that that's awesome thank you what have you i'm curious about have you done (laughs) anything yeah what have you been up to anything different any but or whatever well yeah i feel like the it was it's funny looking back to like the very beginning of quarantine like I didn't well none of us knew that it would go on this long um and so I was kind of like I (laughs) I was like okay well I'm trying to think of like the main thing I want to say I guess like one thing that I do a lot is I I do a weightlifting class and Mm -hmm. I, I never knew I would be like the kind of person that loves weightlifting, but apparently I am. Um, and it's something that I enjoy, but it also keeps me in shape. And I didn't realize that when I wouldn't be able to do that, how much it would affect me. So I'm, I'm like one of those people that I kind of feel a little crazy if I don't exercise. So 
I was trying to jog. I really don't like jogging. <laughs> it sucks. But um, yeah, I kind of like, I was trying to roller skate and I was trying to jog, but I started to get pretty sad that I couldn't do my weightlifting. Um, so yeah, I was trying to transition and find like alternatives to what I normally do. Um, and it was really hard. Um, the last month I've been able to go to my class again and it's weird cause it's like outside now and like really spread out, which is, you know, a good thing, but yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel so much better. I'm like my old self again. Um, but aside from that, um, I've been cooking a lot, which is really exciting. So um, my boyfriend and I kind of a bad habit, but we would get takeout a lot, which is fun, but oh, super yeah. expensive. Yeah. It's like, it's, you know, not great money wise. And then we honestly just got sick of eating takeout. And I realized I was like, you know what, I'm a pretty good cook and I have all this time. So I've been cooking a lot, like, um, yeah, tell us some, some of the dishes, some stuff. Yeah. So when I, when I was younger, I would just cook like things that weren't really delicious, but they were like healthy, kind of like just fuel, you know, I'd be like, I'm going to make this like weird salad. That's all protein. And mm -hmm. it's probably not super appetizing to other people, but whatever. And now when I'm cooking for other people, I'm like my boyfriend, he likes really like rich food. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to make like, um, chicken and mashed potatoes with gravy and like green beans and you know stuff yeah. like that like meat potatoes vegetables and um one thing that i make a lot is just like a super traditional chili with cornbread and like all the the fixins on there you know like like shredded cheese sour cream avocado cilantro and um what else? Um, like salmon and baked vegetables. So kind of, the kind of thing that like your parents would make, just like balanced meals. <laughs> and I've never <laughs> really cooked stuff like that. Yeah. And it's fun. I was like, you know what? I guess I can do it. And uh, it's pretty nice, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if not now, then when, <laughs> you know? Perfect time, <laughs> like, right? learn how to perfect time um and it's been fun i feel like food is really comforting you know so it's like it's good yeah Just totally like, yeah but um i'm trying to think anything aside from that um my boyfriend and i decided to tr like start moving towards buying a house which has been a really crazy thing um i i never knew if it's something i'd be able to do mm -hmm. um but you know if if you're at the right point in life it's a good thing to do but um it's like uh very competitive right now so we've put in an offer on a couple different places and then there's been like over 40 other offers oh, and wow. people are offering like, like double the double the asking price and stuff so we were kind of like oh man this is so discouraging but um yeah so yeah kind of like like big stuff like that but also honestly just changing your daily habits like exercising like um chris you 
you started working out, like that's, that's kind of a big deal, you know? So, so exercise, cooking, just like changing your daily habits is, is a cool thing to try and do right now, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like also I found I've been drinking less because it's like, I, it's like, well, we were going out to shows a lot and stuff like yeah. that during the week normally. And it's like, well, not really going anywhere. So um, <laughs> it's like, you know, I mean, almost like, like ah, I can just like drink on the weekend or something. You know, it's like, I'm trying to at least yeah. try to just keep it kind of, you know, and yeah. it's like, and it's like, wow, it feels much better to like not be hungover, <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, just, you know, just, a, yeah, again, like another like healthier. like. That's exactly <laughs> what my boyfriend, like just this last week, he was like, I'm going to take a break. And every day he's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, I feel so good, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, that's kind of hard on our bodies, isn't it? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but it's, I was gonna ask. Oh, sorry. Go, go oh, ahead. I was gonna say it's fun too. That's why we keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also a delayed effect with alcohol. That's that's so annoying. Of like, you know, and yeah. then at the time it's it's awesome, and then you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not awesome after it hurts. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I was gonna ask you. Uh, have you been uh, writing or or recording anything? Yeah, totally. Um, so I have a new EP that's coming out soon. Um, it's funny because I like wrote the songs a year ago and I recorded them maybe or like finished recording them like the beginning of quarantine. Um, so to me, they don't feel new, you know, but they're gonna, um, the EP is gonna come out, uh, like gradually, you know, like the first single is gonna be released August 26th. And then after that, like every month, there'll be a song, but it's only four songs. But um, I feel like, you know, and I'm sure every artist says this about their new stuff, but I'm like, it's my best stuff yet. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll see. I'm excited about it. Um, it's, uh, it's an EP called Lucky Star, and it's coming out on Lauren Records, who's it's my friend Aaron's label. So okay, I'm still cool. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and then I've been writing kind of slowly um, a new album to come out on Mint Records, um, who put out my last couple releases. Um, and um, it's been hard. And I feel like I've talked to a lot of people who write music or like do art or whatever. And they're like, I have no inspiration right now. <laughs> like I cannot create cause it's a weird time and I feel kind of weird. <laughs> so I've been dealing with a bit of that. And then, you know, there's like guilt associated with it. Cause it's like, you have all this time. What's wrong with you? Like yeah. write more. And I'm like, I can't, it's weird, <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, I'm slowly working on a new album um, for Mint Records, yeah. Okay, cool, awesome. Yeah, totally. That's because- Yeah, and we were talking there, about- there, uh, oh, 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 sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, 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 we're too excited. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're way too excited that we're- <laughs> all right. It's okay, this happens all the time. We usually want to, I'll talk over Glenn, he'll talk over me. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I was well, just gonna say. Right. Uh, no, you go first. Yeah, you right. go first. Okay, fine. <laughs> I was we're, curious we're way too if, polite, dude. if the <laughs> if your new EP that's coming out that's dropping, what did you? Yeah. 
um, record all the, did you record all yourself playing all the instruments yeah, well, and stuff like that? No, um, I didn't do it like that. I, I did a lot of it, but, um, I've been playing with these awesome bandmates, uh, this girl, Allison, um, who's actually from Detroit. So she's like us, she's an East coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is a really good bass player and a really good singer. Like she's her and I, <laughs> it's funny. Um, her and I have really similar voices. So I'm very biased. I'm like, you have <laughs> the most gorgeous voice, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, she's like really fun to sing with and, um, like a really good bass player. And then uh, this guy, Daniel, um, has been playing drums. And I got them to put down the drums and bass. Um, and I was very, like, particular about it all. So it's all, like, it's all kind of, like, under my guidance. Yes. Um, okay. So it's kind of, like, hard for my bandmates because they're probably like, okay, cool. I have no say in this. <laughs> but... But um But Peach but, yeah, Chili Pop is awesome. an institution, so Yeah, yeah, totally. Like I definitely have a specific vision, but but they're awesome. Like I, I like tell them exactly what to play and they're better than me, <laughs> you know, like they're better at the drums and, and bass and then um yeah, and then I played rhythm guitar. Uh my boyfriend played a little bit of rhythm guitar just because it doesn't really matter and he's good at it. Um <laughs> And then, yeah, and then I played, like, the lead parts and, you know, vocals and, and all the extra stuff. But, yep. yeah, it was, um, it's cool because my guitar player is my bass player's husband. So his name's Gordon. Um, and he is, it's, he's so humble. Like, when he joined the band, he didn't tell me that he's, like, an incredible sound engineer. So, and yeah, he was like, do you want me to mix it for you? And I was like, okay. And so he made it sound like exactly like Peach Kelly Pop and like how I, how I want it to sound, but just like really, really good, you know? And um, yeah, yeah, I was really happy and I, I, it was my songs, but I had a good team, you know? And it was kind of nice to like, yeah, like not go in it on my own which is it's cool but it's kind of lonely sometimes you know so it was like a team effort and everyone did a good job um yeah and I I think we're all proud of it and kind of like when is it gonna come out it's been ready for so long come on Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know yeah but yeah so it's a team effort for sure but it's it's good I'm stoked cool I was yeah yeah, um, I was gonna say I'm. I'm definitely. I'm glad. Glenn uh, asked his first and asked his question first because <laughs> that was. It was like in the same line of what we were just talking about. I yeah. just actually wanted to go back a little bit. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm a little curious about the, the scene in Ottawa that um, mm. you were when even like before playing in White Wires. Um, cause I don't really know too much about like the Ottawa music scene and I'm just kind of curious yeah. like what it was like um, when you were first were going to shows and stuff like that. Totally yeah so Ottawa is it's not like the smallest city but it's definitely the kind of place where touring bands skip it you know so we're like 
two hours from Montreal. And then on the other side is Toronto. So, um, yeah, those are definitely like more the spots that touring bands go. So growing up, I would go to like literally any small show. I like, I didn't really like know about genres yet. So like I'd go to like a K records, like super, gentle indie show you oh, know wow. like I yeah I go to like a Calvin Johnson show because I saw on like punkottawa.com message board that it was happening and then I'd also go to like some psycho screamo show you know <laughs> and yeah. it's like yeah I was just like so open to everything and um this was maybe from when I was like 15 to like 18 is when I started 18 is when I started playing in bands um but yeah I just like I'd say the the local scene in Ottawa before I started playing music it was um a lot of like screamo and like math rock and and that's just like what was popular at the time of course like it changed but I think it was like those were the things that were popular everywhere or like in vogue um yeah definitely yeah and so I was like very open to it and I didn't really have like a formed opinion or like my tastes had not been formed yet I was just like I want to like um I want to experience everything it's all so cool you know and uh yeah and so the Ottawa scene it's small so like it's a lot of the same people that play in the bands and um, one thing that I didn't think about then, but I think about now is I'm like, there were like no girls in bands. Um, and now that's changed. But for me at the time, I was kind of like in awe. Like I was so impressed if I saw girls playing in bands. I was like, like it made such an impression. And I was like, oh my God, like they're amazing. I can't believe they're doing it. And it's so inspiring, you know? So I kind of, forget that I it meant that much to me um but now it's like normal in in my life and I think it's you know the culture's changed and like a lot of girls are like yeah I can play in a band and like I don't have to be like a a professional musician I can just you know try it out and um yeah so that's one thing that I think about when I when I think of like the Ottawa scene when I was younger um uh but that being said like um i was like encouraged you know like lots of the guys were like really supportive of me and other girls you know so it was a really supportive nice scene and um yeah and that's totally like where peach kelly pop came from like especially Mm -hmm. ian from the white wires like he moved um to ottawa from calgary i think after he was finished going to school there and as soon as he moved he just had this enthusiasm that kind of inspired everyone and started this big wave like this exciting scene of everyone starting bands and playing shows and you know just having the best time and so that's when peachy pop started was this like after Ian moved to Ottawa and he asked me to join the White Wires, even though we didn't really know each other that well. And that, yeah, that just like changed everything. So yeah, there's a lot there, but that's kind of what it was like. 
So were oh. were more touring bands coming through too, like during that time towards like when you were starting Peach Kelly Pop, did you notice, I don't know, like maybe more garage centric yeah. bands totally. or stuff? Yeah, that is, it, it's, that was totally a thing. So like as soon as the White Wires kind of like were touring in the States or like made friends there um, and Peach Kelly Pop too, like people kind of knew like, hey, auto is a fun spot. So not everyone would tour through like, me, my friends and I would still drive to Montreal to see a show and stuff like that but I think like mm -hmm. word kind of got around that Ottawa was a fun spot so um we totally had more bands coming like of of the genres that yeah. were in this like yeah like popular it was popular then um and then also there's a festival um it was uh what was it called like going gaga fest why do I forget it was like um, Ian's label going Gaga would throw a really fun festival um, every summer and so we'd bring um, yeah we'd bring some awesome bands uh, awesome. from usually from yeah the states and and I think that's also how word got around is this this festival that was known to be super fun so yeah Ottawa had a moment <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah I do remember and, uh, seeing. Oh, sorry, no, Chris, your turn. I'm too excited. I was gonna, yeah, I was just gonna say. Um, I remember you mentioning before too that the, the radio stations were really supportive of the White Wires. Um, how, did they play a big role as well in, in like the scene in Ottawa? Yeah, there's um, like the local college stations i guess um were awesome with that and i feel like a lot of the show a lot of the people that, that ran them or had shows on those stations were showgoers so right. yeah mm -hmm. yeah they would support us um yeah so there's like that kind of thing that totally makes a difference and helps spread the word and everything um but yeah and then just like a lot of word of mouth i think it was like honestly like a lot of partying <laughs> like people yeah. just like it's like oh yeah like the white wires are playing but also like it's a really fun party you know so <laughs> yeah <laughs> that always helps yeah were there like uh particular clubs and like venues that that ha yeah. had a lot of these shows that um you know were like were like the places to go to i, I guess totally yeah i'd say like one of the places we always played was a venue called Babylon in Ottawa. Um, it's like on our main street, which is called Bank Street. Um, we played that club a lot. Um, it's probably like a 300 capacity club. So it's, you know, it's it's not super teeny, but it's like a good small, medium, more like medium sized club. Uh, and it was super fun. Trying to think what other clubs we'd play. We played like a lot of DIY shows. Yeah, I was, um, was going like, to say like, but yeah, was there yeah. like house shows too and stuff like that? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, we played a lot of shows and they were so fun. Like I, I feel like Ottawa, maybe like um, Boston or other East Coast cities, like a lot of people have basements. Um, so a ton of basement shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah, tons of DIY shows. One time we played in the back of a U-Haul on like an island near Ottawa, oh, which wow. is like, yeah, it was like Ian's idea. <laughs> it's like, 
I, it was so crazy, but it was really fun and memorable. Just like everyone goes to this secret location and the band uses a generator and plays in the back of a U-Haul. Why not? <laughs> yeah, totally. Awesome. Our friend Brian has a generator and we're like, we've been scheming for like years of just doing like a, a show outdoors or something. And, and yeah. like now, especially like, like you know. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> idea. That sounds so fun. Mm-hmm. You can do yeah. it for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. <sighs> what um, is the? I was. I am curious. Kind of a, a random question yeah. at this point, but yeah. What is the biggest show that you've played? Ooh, yeah, totally. Um, the biggest show I played was opening for the band Joyce Manor, who we've opened for a couple times on tour. Um, they are quite a bit bigger than Peach. So we were like the opening slot and it was kind of funny. Like we play at like 7 p.m. sometimes, which <laughs> I personally loved because we like play for half an hour. We'd be done at 7.30 and we'd have like a green room and um, – like we get hang out and it was really fun um but the their fans are really young and like when we would play super early it would be like packed so it ah, it like was awesome. like, yeah yeah like everyone that would be at the show was already there so everyone saw our set even though we were the openers um yep. and they were you know they like they were like us when we were young. Like they were like, Oh my God, can I have your set list? And they'd buy merch. So it was like so awesome. Um, but yeah, like I'd say like one of the shows had like 1200 people, which maybe more than that. I forget. Actually we did play another show with them where there was like 2000 maybe, but, um, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest. It's funny because after it's like after like eight hundred, I'm like I don't know how many people that was. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like hard for me to tell. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, we opened for Joyce Manor at the uh, um, Union Station, which is like LA's train station. Um, it was like a weird oh, wow. show. They, yeah, they had it at this like historical train station and. I think there was 2,000 people there. Um, but yeah, that's the biggest show we've ever played. And yeah, Plain Beach cool. was a super f- Yeah. Totally. Yeah, is it, is it a... <laughs> I, can only, I can only imagine, is it different than... Yeah. Way different than uh, just yeah, kind of going out there. Yeah, in the basement. You have to, <laughs> you have to make sure it sounds good ahead of time, right? Yeah. You know, it's so funny because, like, I told you guys that I saw that band Young Gov at this little skate shop that was all brightly lit. Like, that is so much scarier than playing the big shows because you, you're, you like, at eye level with everyone. And it's usually, like, your friends and people you know. And lots of people, including myself, like, feel more self-conscious when it's, like, oh, yeah, my best friends are, like, watching me I mean not always but like when it's just people you don't know and it's kind of less scary so like the the bigger stages and then also with the bigger stages usually like the sound is amazing so 
you can like hear everything really well and mm -hmm. it kind of helps you perform well. So I'm always like, Ooh, I can hear my bandmates playing and I can hear like my own voice really well. And I'm like harmonizing yeah, cool. with Allison. Yeah. It just, you're kind of set up for success a bit more. So that makes you feel confident. And then also just like the, like Joyce Manor fans, they're like, they're so like, nice and open that um you don't feel like people are watching you like this isn't cool i'm not liking this like everyone's stoked so it's you know it's it's contagious in that way yeah are you yeah. still playing with those amplifiers i remember a few years ago i'm sure i mean <laughs> i i'm sure you know i remember talking to you about them i'm sure you talked to so many people about those but that just i was just in awe just an amazement <laughs> about the noise that the loudness that comes out of such a little <laughs> little box it's amazing Dude. yeah so those are called zt just the letter zt uh amplifiers and that's their whole thing is they make like um amps that are just a 12 inch speaker so it's like the size of a record you know mm -hmm. and it's it's like i think 200 watts it's like really really loud like I've never had to turn it up past like five, you know? Um, yeah. And yeah, it's super confusing for everyone. Uh, sound <laughs> people are like, what the hell? Like, what is this? <laughs> you know? And usually like they'll, they'll mic it and like turn it up really loud because they think it's like a practice amp, but it's like, it's so loud. Um, it sounds okay. Like it's, you know, if you have like, a fender amp or like i don't know like a nicer amp usually people will like prefer the tone but mm -hmm. i personally find the tone like totally fine you know like the kind of music i play i'm not doing anything that crazy like i can have like a standard guitar tone so yep. um yeah if you're just like yeah just looking for like a basic guitar tone it's not the best thing i've ever heard but it's pretty good you know um i'd recommend that amp it's like light and if you're traveling in a minivan which is what we do it's amazing like it saves so much space so that's perfect zt amps are awesome. yeah it's super <laughs> perfect yeah yep yeah those are great um yeah totally you guys Absolutely. are asking good questions like, <laughs> yeah it's awesome yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, we got it. It's Peach Kelly pop. You know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anytime, anytime. It's nice chatting with you guys. I feel like, especially during quarantine, I'm like, oh yeah, my friends. Like, it's it's nice to connect with people. You know. It is cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, um, going back a little bit with uh, mm -hmm. Peach Kelly pop, so. You recorded the the first album that was two thousand nine and right or two thousand ten, yeah. okay. And yeah. then, okay, I was I was wondering if um, you ever played solo, or was it was it just uh you put after you put out the album, did you get a band together to play live? Yeah, I I got a band to play live. Um, okay. I only played solo like maybe twice and it's because like I'm not a super 
confident singer like growing up I, I never sang or anything like that and I feel like I don't have practice like doing that format you know where it's just you and you know you and a guitar like it's so mm -hmm. scary so I feel like, like I've done it a couple times and I was like terrified you know um it's so actually I've done it like three times but yeah it was scary I feel like I'm like shaking I'm like ah even though like come on like it's fine it's not a big deal but it's just the sort of thing where if I did it more I would probably be better at it but I'm just like I'm so nervous I'm not like with my bandmates and everyone's yeah. just mm -hmm. looking at me it's so scary <laughs> so yeah I just got a band and yeah and just did it like that pretty much the whole time <laughs> okay. yeah I mean that that makes that makes sense. I mean, definitely, yeah. like, it's, uh, I, I fear that a lot when I'm talking to various uh, people that do, they make, like, yeah. a solo thing, and then it, it does make sense to have, like, the full band, you know, yeah. um, you know, it's like you're playing multiple instruments on the album, so it's, like, it makes sense yeah. to, like, have, like, a, you know, the whole thing kind of come together as, like, with, with the full band that I, I suppose, like, definitely totally. a solo thing is going to be a little bit more limited. I actually, speaking of that, it's funny. Um, do you guys know Sydney Gish? Uh, yes. yes. Uh, okay. I don't know her personally, but I know, like, uh, uh, I know who she is. Yeah, she's someone who, like, her album is, like, a full band. But I've seen videos of her recording, and she does it alone, which is very brave of her. Um, but she uses a, uh, I think she uses a, a loop pedal. So she's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, she's managed to do it in a way. And then also there's Colleen Green that does it alone. Right. Um, honestly, that's like probably smart financially. <laughs> you're not like pulling <laughs> the money with like five people. But um, yeah, I always like, I just personally preferred to do the band thing. I was like, I want it to sound as much like the recording as possible. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah it honestly, it just like it kind of occurred to me just sort of as we were talking about like the recording process and like I knew you played all the instruments on it but I, I it was just like since I had seen the the full band it like never occurred to me till now I was like oh, I, was, I was wondering if you ever did any yeah. shows solo yeah totally um I've I've always wanted to do more solo shows because I kind of like seen that sometimes like um the songwriter in a band just seeing like a stripped down version of it can be pretty cool or like mm -hmm. a more a more intimate version but um yeah i just haven't i've kind of been putting it off like practicing and having it feel more normal to me <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, what's totally. your favorite yeah, record yeah. of all time <laughs> oh my gosh do you, do you guys have a favorite record? Because I feel like I'm always like, oh my God, that's such a tough question. You know, as someone that loves, loves so many types of music, but I'll try and think of one. Um, I like, let's see. I'm like looking at my records right now. Yeah. Um, I won something that meant a lot to me. Um, I like Legacy of Brutality by The Misfits. Nice. Yeah, that one's, that album 
was like my favorite for a really long time. Um, and then I'm, but that's like so I don't know. Yeah, I've <laughs> like, never heard. I don't of know. That. I love Blink One Eight. Oh really? Um, yeah, it's like it's a Misfits album that has like a lot of their most popular songs on it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. It's just like good songs. Yeah, totally pop punky songs <laughs> totally um i also like um the first red cross ep um i don't know if you guys have heard of red cross actually peach Kelly pop the name is um is a song by the band red cross right. so mm. yeah i'm a fan of them but yeah their their first ep um is what I listened to when I was learning to play guitar. So it's just like really, really simple, short punk songs. And they're really funny and yeah, really funny punk songs. So I'd say that's another favorite for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I never got into Red Cross. Like I know the name and I know it's like, it's, yeah. it, I just need to, it's one of those things where it, it's just like one of those ones where I just never got around to it, but I, uh, I'll make a point to check it out. Well, okay. Let me just tell you that Red Cross has been around for a long time. Like, I think their first album came out in 1982, maybe. But um, they have a lot of different eras. So, right. I can, yeah, I'd recommend starting with, like, the earlier eras because it's more punk. And then it yep. gets kind of, like, glammy. Like, it's <laughs> funny. They, they have like, a lot of weird or, like, I don't know. Lots of people are just like, what the hell? Like what happened to them? Like, yeah. Like they go from glam to kind of like super punk. Like, so I'd start in chronological order from the earliest Red Cross if it was me. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I feel like some of those hardcore bands in the eighties, they kind of like, either like a lot of them broke up or they just like, sort of try to like change with the times a little bit or they some of them try to become like a metal band or a glam band yeah or yeah. <laughs> yeah that's kind of like these guys like it's sort of wild like but they always I don't know they, they always kind of had the same spirit like I feel like they stayed true to themselves they just like you know like naturally over the course of a long time you do you do change a little bit yeah. you know or like your interest so but yeah they're they're like really it's there's two brothers that are the main guys in that band and they're really like funny super southern californian guys and they're they're kind of like feminine like they're like a little kind of like bratty in a way and it's really funny like i, I always thought they were cool especially when i was younger like i thought it was kind of punk like they had really long hair and like bangs <laughs> and i was like whoa <laughs> Like these guys kind of look crazy, but it's awesome. Um, and their their songs are really tongue in cheek. Like, I don't know, maybe some of them aren't super PC. Like they're not considered PC now, but it's always just been kind of like clearly like a commentary on the culture around them. Like I think they have a song, you know, like kind of about like Charles Manson, but that's like that whole thing was like what was happening in LA when they were kids. So they just wrote a song about it. So yeah, just kind of like 
I don't know, tongue in cheek, funny stuff. But yeah, they're pretty, pretty cool guys, I think. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. It's it, again, it's like I, I know the name and I've like looked up some of their stuff. I think at some point, I just I yeah, I don't know if I've ever listened yeah. to it or not, but it's just one of those ones I need to get around. Yeah, <laughs> totally. You should listen to their first EP. Like, okay. it's actually spelled differently. It's like just R E D C R O S S instead of like the new spelling, which is like R E D D K R O S S. Right. So yeah. Um. Yeah, totally. Anyways, listen to that. It's super cool. I think you guys would like it, especially because it's like lo-fi, just like kind of like chaotic in the best way. It's like really exciting and funny and cool. And actually one of the brothers, I think he's like 12 when he's singing <laughs> in the band. So wow. he has like screamy, yeah, this like really funny, <laughs> screamy little boy voice. It's really cool. Yeah, and they were like, uh, was it so? It was, it was like a more like a hardcore punk when they in the early the early stuff. Yeah, I'd say it's uh, I I don't know hardcore. Um, I'll send you the um, I'll send it. I'll send you this album. I don't know if you guys have Spotify, but um, you can at least like see yeah. the song titles and okay. stuff, and then like check it out. But yeah, you can. I think it's kind of like a fake hardcore band almost. Like they're just like <laughs> those are the best, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they definitely do not take themselves or like anything seriously. Like they're just kind of like jokers. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. this band called Negative Element that was like a hardcore band in Chicago in the '80s, and yeah. they were like they had a song called like Anti Pac Man. It was like you know because it was just like I don't know, yeah kind of like a faux hardcore yeah uh i recommend that band definitely negative element and anti okay cool. yeah, i'll check them out that's right yeah um i was gonna say we were talking about the favorite albums uh there's this band called girls of the gravitron from memphis um they they don't longer they no longer <clears throat> they no longer exist uh, yeah. i don't think anything, but like Gwen and I love that band and it's weird it's like we've talked to people in Memphis and they like know who they are but everyone's shocked that like we know who they are and like them <laughs> and it's like even the band uh, members don't remember yeah even the, the band, band members so it's so bizarre but we're literally we're obsessed with them yeah, we're obsessed with them and like I don't know if like anyone else has reacted to the music the same way that like Glenn and I do and I don't I have a theory that just like whatever sounds like Glenn and I are hearing like nobody else is hearing it at the same way <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> um oh, I feel like I've heard of that band too but I don't remember if I know what they sound like or anything like that um interesting okay so your guys is both of your favorite band is uh girls or your favorite album is by girls of the gravitron it's weird it's like that would probably i don't have like a necessarily a list of like favorite albums like i used to when i was younger but their album yeah. magnetic mountain uh yeah. i probably listened to that album more than any other album ever yeah oh my god it's probably sort of like weird it, it it kind of reminds in some spots it kind of reminds us of the first smith westerns album yeah definitely 
Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's good. Um, that's cool. I'll check that out. I feel like I'll probably like it too, especially if it's from that era. Um, there's there was an album I was thinking of the whole time we were talking about like production and kind of like the the feeling that a a like lower I don't know, like a um, a homemade recording gives you. Mm-hmm. And there's that band, Dr. Dog. And I've only listened to one album by them. And it's super home recorded. And I've, I haven't tried to listen to anything else by them because I think it's all, maybe I'm wrong, but it's like all more commercial kind of. But you guys should check it out. Um, it's called Passed Away, Volume 1. And it's like, um really beautiful kind of like sad weird cool pop songs but it's really lo-fi and there's just like some amazing songs on there um but yeah by dr dog weirdly i think i think they're from philadelphia but anyways i would recommend that um because it kind of like yeah it's like everything we've been talking about kind of (laughs) okay awesome Yeah, definitely. I appreciate the recommendation. I'm gonna yeah. check out. So, yeah, I, I love when um, people give us recommendations. It definitely, like, um, yeah. and like an explanation too with it too. Like, also puts it in like context and everything. So, I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I'm not. I'm kind of a picky listener like I don't I don't love everything I'm kind of like I only have a few favorite but the first Red Cross album I think you guys would really like it and I feel like this album by Dr. Dog it's it's another one of my longtime favorites and it's totally just like an amazing like cool special lo-fi album um it's awesome so yeah for sure (sighs) awesome yeah I was was gonna ask you I like Bob played with Bundabar, right? Yeah, we did play with them. Um, they were the other opener on the first Joyce Manor tour we did. Okay. So we we toured with them for like two weeks. Um, and wow. it was super fun. Um, yeah, they also have like really young, enthusiastic fans. So it was like, yeah, lots of stoked kids at the shows. <laughs> it okay. Was good. Cool. Yeah, because they're from Boston, and like I never really got into them too much. But I and I don't, I don't really, I don't know them personally. But I remember seeing them play like house shows, and they played a lot of the on the same bills as a lot of the bands that uh, we've like worked with and yeah. friends with, seen a lot. So it was, yeah, it's. I mean, really saw them first time I saw them was like at a house that uh, a basement where like if there was like five or six people, it started to feel crowded. It was that small. Oh <laughs> like, my god. Yep. <laughs> so they they kind of started the same way. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Like, uh, I I forgot like when when it was or, or whatever. But I I, I oh. thought I I saw like um, Peach Kelly and Boondabar on some, some yeah. bills. Uh, cool. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. They're yeah. We toured with them on from like Madison, Wisconsin to uh where was it to san francisco so we like yeah it was cool that's like when we played some of the bigger venues was with vandavar and joyce manor right yeah yeah you've toured a lot over the years 
it's uh, <laughs> like oh. it's been it's been a while. I know you've come to Boston at least uh, five times. I think now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's yeah. been awesome. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's been good. I feel like it's helped Peach Chili Pop to be from the East Coast. Um, like we kind of started there. So when we go back, it's you know people still come to our shows. Like um, lots of people from the West Coast, like people don't really know them on the east coast so their tours aren't so great as soon as they go to the other side of the country but pkp has like lots of fans like really supportive fans on the east coast and it's it always super fun to go back there so touring's awesome hell yeah yeah um, you, you've toured japan a lot too it's yeah that was so cool so one of um or my old bass player was friends with a guy who from tokyo who went to school here so that's how i got the connection but yeah this guy from tokyo his name's jin and he um he's friends with the guy that runs a label here called recess records so that's kind of like the japan la connection so um yeah so he kind of does or like Jin kind of does more like older um punk bands like from people that are now like 40 like you know so like <laughs> he's a bit older but each kelly pop does well over there just because like we have i don't know uh, i feel like that culture just understands each kelly pop really well so um yeah, so we've gone over there four times, um, and it's super cool. Yeah, it's like my favorite place ever. So, oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It seems that it seems that way, and it seems like the, the the fans are really like, yeah, they really appreciate Peach Belly Pop over there. Yeah, it's fun because we kind of play like similar shows. Like we always play a, this practice space when we go there, so it's like you know, we'll play like a bar, but we'll also play like pretty DIY shows um, at like a cafe or, uh, you know, a practice space. And it's like such a party, you know, like everyone's going hard. <laughs> it's like, it's awesome. yeah, super fun. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's funny. I, sh I showed uh, a friend of mine, um, Peach Kelly Bob, and she's not really familiar with this, like this overall like kind of music. She listens to more, a little bit more like mainstream stuff, or more like, like um, even like some like more like mellow kind of stuff. And yeah. uh, she she actually thought it was Japanese, and I was like, that's really interesting. I'm like, well, no, no, but there is a connection there, and I'm like, that's interesting that she like picked up on that. So I I I, I guess you can like hear it in the music in a way too. Like, was there any like Japanese bands that um, influenced the sound? You know what? There actually wasn't. I just like, I mm. think I like coincidentally have maybe similar taste or something. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Mm. Or like influences yeah. or something it. like in there that you, yeah, like, yeah, subconsciously or something. But yeah. I, like, it's funny because I, I feel like there should be some thing like something I can directly point at to be like yeah that's what made me write songs like that but I feel like maybe it's just like yeah just like really melodic songs um that 
I don't know, like, my songs aren't super lyrical, so maybe that's part of it. Like, the the lyrics are important, but I'd say, like, I'd say, like, the melody is the main thing, and so maybe that's why people that, like, don't speak English can get into it just as much. Right. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's part of it. But, um, yeah, totally. Um, I'm stoked about it either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. What song are you most proud of? Hmm, that's a good, a good question. I feel like I'm proud of songs in different ways. Like, mm-hmm. um, I guess like Dream Phone is the most popular song. It, it resonates with people the most. Um, and I, I'm proud of that one because I, I guess like I was able to write a song that so many people like, um, Mm -hmm. but I'm proud that it was really effortless. Like I didn't spend that much time writing it. It just kind of like happened. And, and that's kind of a nice feeling like to write something that people like that wasn't forced at all, you know? So that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a, that's a good feeling. It kind of makes you feel like, like, it's not so bad that you're doing music and sometimes it's hard. It's like something that you're, I don't know, something that maybe you're meant to do. Um, and then I'm really proud of my new songs that are on the new EP that are coming out. I feel like I got better at songwriting and I got better at um, uh, arranging songs. So like, I don't know, writing parts for the different instruments and kind of like maybe improving like the flow of a song kind of. So uh, um, it's exciting. Yeah. yeah, I think I got better at it. Hopefully people like the songs, but I enjoy them. So <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I look forward to hearing it when it, when it comes out. <laughs> Um, I can send you guys a link to the songs <laughs> so you can oh, hear them. Snap. Before. Oh, snap. Yeah, secretly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Appreciate it. Up. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend is making dinner right now, so I might go help him. Oh, that sounds perfect. I What's know. he making? Anything yeah. good? He's making spaghetti, which is one of Yum. my favorite meals ever yeah <laughs> yep no totally. totally thank you so much we can't this is awesome catching yeah. up with you yeah we did lots of catching up it's great yeah definitely yeah definitely appreciate you uh giving us your, your time and everything it's been great um catching up and everything and just finding out all the all the other new stuff over, over the years and um definitely yeah. uh you know again that that like show way back uh in May 26th, 2011, <laughs> still holds a big place in my heart, uh, and the, the, the records, and just, you know, uh, we appreciate it. Oh my gosh, I appreciate you guys, uh, for your support, that's so nice. Yep, keep up, keep yeah, it up. Okay. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, hopefully I'll see you guys in Boston sooner than later. Yeah, I know, yeah, absolutely. That's great. Well, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for being yeah, thank on. Thank you, Ali. Take care. Yeah, I'll talk to you guys soon.